Welcome back, everybody, to the Great Scott Podcast. On this episode, Mike talks with modern family actor Nolan Gould. Mike and Nolan talk about what it's like being quarantined and what it was like playing youngest son Luke Dunphy on the popular long-running ABC sitcom. Hi, Nolan. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Thanks for speaking with me. Oh, well, thank you for coming on. I was so excited that uh, you said yes, so uh, thank you so much. So, Nolan, uh, what what has been up uh, recently? Um, I know that uh, we're in the middle of a time where not much is really going on, but what's been up with you lately? Uh, a lot of staring at the the walls of my house and watching the paint dry. <laughs> a whole lot of nothing. No, you know, it's actually, it's been okay for me. I've been, you know, I think... Like, like most people in the world, losing my mind uh, a little bit being stuck in quarantine. But, you know, coming off of 11 years of basically nonstop work, we would work uh, eight months out of the year super hard and then like four months of just trying to recover from that. Uh, it's given me a chance to catch up on a lot of things, like got put off um, during those basically over a decade. Um, you know, just been doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of writing, uh, my friend and I uh, wrote an animated show that we've been uh, pitching while we're trapped here in quarantine. Um, just trying to find ways to stay productive. So, uh, can you believe that it came to an end? After I mean, once you knew that it was coming to an end, I mean, did did everyone kind of like start crying, knowing that uh, hey, we've been doing this for for a long time, and I'm sure that you guys became family over time. Yeah, I mean, there there definitely were a lot of tears. Um, on like the final week or so, uh, you know, we were really lucky for in a couple of ways and that we knew our end was coming. Uh, it's not like we just got canceled out of the blue. Like we knew we were coming back for one more season. So we were really able to make the best of it. Uh, so we, we were lucky in, in that sense. And uh, we were lucky that we also got to finish our series out because a lot of shows didn't with uh, quarantine hitting. They weren't able to, actually finish all the episodes oh, okay. uh, and we got we are lucky for that yeah the last i'd say week it was <laughs> it was pretty rough <laughs> no one i will able to like i'll never forget i actually uh see eric stone street here in kansas city he comes to uh kansas city for all the chiefs and, and royals games here yeah that's right yeah he's a big big kansas city guy absolutely uh, great actually yeah hold on go ahead Oh, no, I was going to say, I think he actually, um, uh, after the show ended, uh, a lot of us kind of parted ways uh, and moved kind of all around the country. I know, like, I moved back to his home state. Jesse moved um, to New York City. And I, I believe that Eric right now is in, is in Kansas City. So, you know, it, it's hard because um, you, you grow up, you spend 11 years with people, uh, and then the quarantine hits, so you can't, <laughs> you can't see each other. Um, and so I miss everyone a lot. And I know uh, a lot of people, because of the quarantine, just kind of uh, went back home. And I saw that uh, right after, like, uh, the season finale, Eric went on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Jimmy Kimmel and Danny Zucker, who was a writer on Modern Family. That That's right. I didn't actually, uh, I think, get a chance to watch that because I was just a big sobbing mess. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Eric's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, 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 and, and Danny is um, one of the writers for our show. Has been for I think since like, the first episode he's been on, and um, 
I think I'm not sure how he did, but he's he's. I mean, it can you kind of have to be to be a writer for a show like Mumble Club, but he's a very intelligent person. If you ever follow him on Twitter, he's got one of the best Twitter accounts in the whole world. <laughs> well, uh, so when when you were doing Modern Family, you actually started when when you were young. Did you have to go like have schooling at all, or did you have like tutors on set? Yeah, so uh, I started when I was ten years old. And um, when you are under 18 uh, and you're on set, you have to do three hours of school every single day. Uh, and you can only work like nine hours total, and that includes school. So really get six hours of work. Um, and so between like 10 to 13 or 14, uh, we actually had a classroom with um, our own set teacher named Miss Sharon, who became kind of like a second mom to a lot of us. And, uh, raised like multiple generations of the modern family kids like the the originals you know me rico and ariel and then uh aubrey and jeremy came in in later seasons and she tutored them as well uh when i was 13 or 14 i actually took um a gd test to uh graduate out of uh, high school and then at that point i just transitioned to online college um uh in my trailer i started doing it mm. so um so another thing that I find uh, absolutely amazing about you, Nolan, and um, you, you've mentioned this before, that you are a Mensa member. That's incredible that uh, you have a, a IQ, I think, of what, one, 150 it was? Yep, that's it. 150, wow. So, so I, how, how does one, I mean, were, were you born that way, just like, being like like absolutely smart or did you like read a lot of books growing up <laughs> i think it's uh you know i really are looking at the mixture of both um like yes you can be born with uh maybe kind of like higher abilities and maybe you just um like i think that 150 IQ translates not necessarily into like being born with like inherent knowledge or anything like that but maybe you can retain information a little easier. Um, maybe you can stay more focused when reading. So it's definitely like a mix. Like, I, you know, I've met people who, um, you know, weren't members of men's and are way smarter than me. So it's, it's a little bit of like what you do with it. It's not just um, like your IQ level, but like if you really um, focus on like learning and educating yourself, then uh, that number doesn't really mean as much i just mean like i think i got kind of a little early head start um, and with uh, and and you graduated high school when you were 13 and started when you were 14 in college and uh was it was it pretty intimidating i mean uh i'm guessing you did you walk into a, a college classroom and actually take take classes when you were 14 uh so I, I did most of it online i think there were two classes i had to be in person and it was uh, a mathematics course just to get my associate's degree in public speaking course um as well uh and yeah i remember it being intimidating because i had never been in a real class i've been homeschooled my entire life i've been acting since i was five years old so i never had a chance to go to the class the closest thing i ever got was um the little school room that we had set up uh for the modern family kids and so, yeah, it was weird. Going to community college is interesting because you have people from like all different walks of life. So, you know, I was there with, I was there at like 15 years old sitting next to a guy with like a gigantic beard and then sitting next to, uh, you know, a mom with three kids. Uh, so it was definitely, uh, 
really interesting. I think they were a little confused why the the little the little kid from Modern Family was sitting next to them. But uh, yeah, it was uh, that was that was my only like kind of real experience in that world. And then uh, ended up finishing my associates online. Yeah, I can just imagine. I mean, fourteen year old or fifteen year old kid walks into a community college, and everyone's I'm sure staring at you, wondering what 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 is he doing here? Yeah, like, oh, look, look at this. Like Diggy Hauser, like Wonder Ken here. Embarrassed us in front of the dude there. They promise I'm not doing that. I'm like shooting for right, right for the middle. <laughs> so, Nolan, uh, I know it's uh, hard to uh, plan your career uh, as an actor. Uh, I know uh, you just got off doing um, 11 years uh, on a hit TV show, but uh, what are some of your plans uh, now that uh, moving forward, if you have any? Yeah, like you said, it, it it's hard to you don't have a lot of control as an actor. You kind of wait around for something to come your way for auditions, um, things like that. And so I am trying to take more ownership of my career. Some of the shows I've I've been doing a lot of writing. Actually, for about the past three years, I've been writing an animated project with my friend and we're going to take that out and, and hopefully be able to make it if everything works out and so maybe i'll start to transition i would love to keep acting but maybe i will start to transition to behind the camera uh as well because we spend so much time waiting around that um it just doesn't make sense not to give you a super time you have to like you have to make your own stuff and you can't just wait for it to come to you so that's uh that's my thing for you right now did you start writing um, even during while filming Modern Family? Yeah, so we we were under contract at Modern Family actually, and um, we weren't uh, able to make our own projects outside of the show. So I know uh, for a lot of us, it was kind of we you know we did love our day job, we did love Modern Family, but. You know, in the sense that we we were excited for it to end, so that we could pursue um, things that we had created. And you know, acting is you're reading other people's words, and a lot of times you're doing it the way that the director tells you to. And so, it, it, in certain ways, it lacks creative expression. And so, I know um, I'm really excited to be able to go, you know, tell my own stories now as well. I know you also made your own uh, indie film. Was it? It was called Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, Yes was a film that I didn't actually make, but I was a big part of. I was one of the leads in it, and uh, it was kind of a, a testament to <laughs> what you can do for independent filmmaking, because we shot an entire in, I think, seven days uh, on a very low budget with about a crew of about seven people and two actors, and almost the entire movie was told in kind of mono scenes. It's like really long, like twenty minute scenes with no cuts in between. And wow. so it was a very different mono family. Yeah, I had to learn um basically the script front to back. Um because you didn't have a chance to mess up. If you messed up then you'd have to go back and redo the whole twenty minute scene. Mm. And we had about two or three takes at every single one of those scenes. Uh and so you know I basically had to have the whole thing memorized and I couldn't pass that once. And it was, you know, very different than Modern Family. It was like heavy material. It was a lot of sad stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a way different experience. Uh, and if you ever want to see me do something 
absolutely different than Luke Dempsey, then it's a good place to start. Do you think that uh, with your character now, since it ran so long, uh, that um, I know that in in Hollywood, uh, when a character becomes so famous, you get typecasted. Uh, do you ever do you, uh, care if someone or casting directors typecast you? Yeah, it's something I'm super aware of, and I wouldn't say that I'm nervous about, but it's something that you kind of have knowledge coming off of a show. Uh, where the public has gotten a chance to know you just as one as one as one thing. I think there is a a lack of creativity when it comes to the kind of management and uh, kind of executive side of the industry. I've heard a lot of times, a uh, few times actually, from the casting directors like, I don't think I can see him playing this role because I know him as Luke Dempsey. So mm-hmm. He does. And the really a little bit disheartening thing to hear as an actor because obviously like, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. You don't just play one thing. You act because it gives you the ability to be all kinds of different people, not just one. And so I think, you know, that's a disheartening thing to hear. You're like, give me a chance. That's what I do. It's, it's my job. Uh, so it's something definitely like I'm aware of, but at the same time, I, I I am lucky in the sense that uh, Luke, as a character, isn't one of those like super character actors. Um, it wasn't, you know, like I was like just to give an example, like Urkel, you know, coming right, from, right. Um, of of his show. Luke is kind of a very uh, quintessential, like just an American teenage boy. <laughs> so it's it's not like I'm super typecast as that specific thing or like uh ed o'neill having come off of uh, married with children i know that he had a tough time getting work before he got modern family yeah but uh, of all the things that be typecast as ed o'neill mailed it <laughs> ed o'neill's like curmudgeonly like uh you know jay slash al bundy i mean and the awesome thing about ed is ed for his entire career has been playing uh, kind of a hyper-stylized version of himself. <laughs> like, he he is I mean, such a sweet man, so professional, like, one of my favorite people in the whole world. Definitely, like, one of my favorite people to ever have work with. Uh, but in a sense, he is very much Al Bundy. He's very much Jay Bundy. Very much Al Bundy, yep. Let's, let's get this over with. Let's, come on, let's roll. Action, <laughs> let's do this. want to go home. <laughs> did he act like, did he act like Al Bundy on set sometimes? Oh yeah, I mean, I think it really is kind of like who he is. That who he is at his core. He, you know, he's been acting for so so long. He's such a veteran of the industry that at a certain point, like you're not you're not here to play games. You're not here to you know worry about like hierarchies. Yeah, Nolan. Nolan, did I lose you? No. Nope. All right, we're back on. All right, cool, cool. I I wasn't sure if that was on my end or or your end. Uh, I'm not sure. I've got AT&T for whatever that's for. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, you, uh, maybe you just want to ask that question again. I can just start the answer. Order. 
Sure, sure, absolutely. But yeah, so we, we were talking about uh, Ed, Ed O'Neill and Al Bundy, and um, uh, the question was uh, if he acted like Al Bundy on set sometimes, and uh, I think you were talking about that a little bit. Yeah, I really think that like Ed is just kind of Al Bundy at his core. <laughs> like that's his, that's his, his default. Um, and so like you know he, he would act like that all the time. He, he, at a certain point, he spent. I don't even know. I want to say forty plus years working in that industry, yeah. at least. And so he no longer cares about the notoriety or the fame. Uh, he just really cares about the craft of acting. He cares about being around other actors that he admires. Um, so he doesn't show up, you know, wanting to play games or um, do any of the typical Hollywood, you know, BS. Yeah. And he just shows up uh, wanting to work and do it everything the best we can and then get home so he can uh you know enjoy his, his house in hawaii <laughs> oh so uh is there any uh do you think that there will ever be a modern family reunion show at all yeah i don't know it's something that i've thought about a lot i know that it's something that i would be open to i think that like rebooting the show would be really hard because I think so much time is going to pass. Like it yeah. would be really like shocking. I think for the audience to see Luke come back and he's like 35, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, the kid uh, Jeremy who plays Joe is going to be 20 years old, and I think like that's going to be very strange. So it's, I, I think it's a, a hard show to reboot, but you know, maybe there's a chance in the future we do like a one-off episode or something like that. There's always, there's always. Well, uh, Nolan, I have one more question for you, sir, and I absolutely do appreciate your time for coming on. And um, what advice do you give to someone who wants to get into the acting realm or Hollywood in general? Um, yeah, it's a very difficult industry, that's for sure. Uh, I think that something I would recommend, uh, because everyone kind of has this um, like glitzy view of, of Hollywood. If you're on the outside, you don't you don't really get a chance to kind of like understand the inner working. I would say like, if it's something that you really want to do, absolutely go for it. I would like get my toes in first <laughs> before like, you know, cutting all ties and moving out to Hollywood, you know, going for broke. Well, I, the way I got started was actually through community theater uh, back in my hometown in uh, Phoenix city, Alabama. And um, when I was five years old, my mom signed me and my brother up for a community theater program and that's when I knew, like, okay, you know, I was saying that I wanted to act uh, and entertain people. And then I actually got the chance to go and do it. And then I realized that I really loved it. And that's when I, like, committed my myself to acting. Um, so I would definitely, like, <laughs> try it out first, see if it actually works out for you. Uh, and then if, if you do really love it, just keep going for it. Because, um, like, I almost actually quit acting before I got Modern Family. I moved out when I was five years old. I basically acted for five years and never really got anything uh, big. It was it was disheartening, and I almost gave up and then uh, ended up getting Modern Family. So I'm glad I, I was stuck with it. But, you know, it is difficult. You can go years without working or years without getting anything. So there's just something to be aware of. Absolutely. And uh, you were like three, I think I saw when you started doing, I think you did commercials at like three years old. I think I did. I think I did a few print, um, a few print jobs, uh, like like child modeling, um, when I was about three years old. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, Nolan, thank you so much for your time, sir. Uh, I wish you all the best on the next project. We'll definitely be on the lookout for it, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll come back on on my show sometime, and uh, we'll we'll help you promote it. Uh, great talking to you, Scott. All right, thank you, sir. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like what you heard today, like our Great Scott Podcast Facebook page. That's where you can find information on Mike's upcoming entertainment podcasts.